What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Daily Bible Reading Snapshot. Today we're looking at Genesis 42 and 43 here in the Old Testament. Then we're finishing Matthew 13, that passage all about the parables in the New Testament. Now, here in Genesis 42, Joseph is the boss, and it says that there are people who come down to Egypt who look for food. This is everything that God promised to Pharaoh through that dream. Now we have a group of people, the brothers of Joseph, who come down, and they need food too. So as they come down and they bow themselves before Joseph on the ground, Joseph remembers, he sees them and he recognizes them. The brothers don't recognize Joseph. And this is probably because Joseph looked completely different. It's probably because he was wearing all the Egyptian stuff, which meant he's probably clean shaven and probably had weird, weird head thing on. And you can imagine he just looked like an Egyptian, so they wouldn't have recognized him anyway. But Joseph immediately knows it's the brothers. He knows what they look like and he recognizes them. And they bow down and it says that Joseph treated them roughly. And we might say, oh man, is he taking revenge on them? Well, that might be what it seems like, but the problem is that's not what happens. He says, you guys are spies. You guys are looking at the land and Joseph is testing them. And what he does later on is he asks and he finds out about Benjamin, right? His, his younger brother, Benjamin, he's still alive. And Joseph says, all right, well, to prove that you guys are really legit, you've got to bring him. Now, at the time, Joseph doesn't know anything that's happened to his brothers, but I think what he's trying to figure out is, do they love Benjamin or do they hate Benjamin? Because certainly Joseph knows Benjamin is the favorite kid. I know that for sure. I know I was the favorite. I know Benjamin is now the favorite. Are they different? Or will they throw Benjamin under the bus and bring him here and sell him into slavery to me or let me execute him? Because if that's true, I'm not going to be happy with them. But he tests them. And what we see here is Reuben. He says, when he goes back to his father, he says, kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. Because Jacob didn't want Benjamin to go. That was the whole point. He didn't come with him the first time. But he lets them go. And it says even Judah says um, to Israel, his father, send the boy with me. And we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you, and also our little ones. This is verse 8 of chapter 43. Then it says, I will be a pledge of his safety. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, let me bear the blame forever. If we had not delayed, I would have returned twice by now. What is he saying? It's so interesting. Ju Judah is standing up saying, I will protect this guy, Benjamin. I'll protect your son. And if not, I will bear the blame forever. So we have a complete different set of brothers than we had 20 years earlier because they're, instead of hating on their younger brother, they're protecting their younger brother. So Israel says, all right, go take Benjamin. And they take Benjamin and they get there. And instead of being mean to them, Joseph's super nice to them. He's all excited that they're there. And the end of chapter 43 is basically them arriving there and Benjamin gets five times as much gifts that Joseph gives to the brothers. He gets five times as much to Benjamin. And the point is we're seeing different brothers and Joseph is going to continue to be good to these brothers until he, he freaks them out a couple times. And we're going to see that tomorrow. But the point is the brothers are now treating the youngest and most vulnerable and even the favorite son. They're treating him better than they treated him before, which is a big step in the right direction for them. So let's look at the New Testament. Looking at Matthew chapter 13, we just read three parables yesterday. Um, this one today starts with verse 33, which is very similar to the parable we read yesterday about the mustard seed. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, little leaven, 
that's hidden in three measures of flour till all of it was leavened. Point is the same as yesterday's point, that the kingdom of God starts small and then it gets big. But I want you to look at verse 34, if you have a Bible in front of you, Matthew 13, 34. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. So at this point in his ministry, he's constantly using parables. Why? Well, this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. Now, this is a quotation of Je uh, Psalm 78. It says, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. Now, that's very important. If you start to think about these parables, these are things that are true and have been true since the foundation of the world, but have been secret. Now, Jesus is revealing things. And again, as you read, you're going to see some allusions to the Old Testament, the whole um, weeping and gnashing of teeth, the righteous will shine like the sun in, in, in the kingdom, right? That's a quotation of Jan Daniel 12, the weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's looking back to Isaiah 66, 24. So like there's all these Old Testament allusions, but there are some things that are new information, but they're not new. And that's the whole point. It says here that they're true and they have been true since before the foundation of the world, but Jesus is revealing them at this point. So that's what he says. Then he gives two parables that are very important. And I want you to, to think deeply about them today. Verse 44, 45, and 46, he says, two parables, same message. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like that. It is so valuable. It is so important and valuable that it is worth giving everything up in life so that you can have it. It's worth Matthew leaving the toll booth and leaving his job as a tax collector. It's worth that to give it up, to follow Christ and to be in his kingdom. It's worth it. It's worth it for Peter and James and John and Andrew to leave their nets on the shore and to leave their fishing boats and to count that as loss. It's worth it to be a part of God's kingdom and to serve him. Same thing's true today. It's worth it for you to give up whatever you need to give up so that you can be a part of God's kingdom. And for many of you, that's that you would give up certain sins that you're hanging on to, right? If I asked you the question, for some of you, why are you not in the kingdom of God? Why are you not a part of God's people? Well, for a lot of you, it's because you wanna be your own boss, because you don't wanna submit to Jesus, because you love certain sins, All right? And if that's true, I wanna tell you, this passage says, and Jesus is very clear, the kingdom of God is worth giving everything up for. Everything, no matter what it is, it's worth it to follow Christ and be a part of his kingdom. Give some more parables. He says, kingdom of heaven is like a net where all these different fish are there and then they're separated out at the end. Some to life, others to death. And then he says, it's like new treasure and old treasure. Then after all these parables, Jesus says, look, he goes to his hometown and he's not embraced and the people look at Jesus and say, we know you. We remember you when you were a kid. What, who are you to tell us all these things? And Jesus says, hey, a prophet has no honor in his hometown. He gets it everywhere else. He just doesn't get it in his hometown. And it says he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because they refused to submit to Jesus and recognize who he is, Jesus says, I'm not going to do miracles around this place. And, and all these parables and all that we read today Leaves us with a couple of questions, but I think one of the big things that we should take away from this is we see that Jesus is the one who reveals the truth from God. We saw that back in verse 35, that Jesus tells parables to reveal secret hidden truths that have been true for ages. Now they're revealed through Jesus. We need to look to Jesus as the authoritative source of truth. 
We can't look to anybody else. We can't look to any other source. We have to look to God's word because he tells us what the truth is and we have to listen. So don't be like the people who hear Jesus, hear these parables, hear these words, and then you reject it in unbelief. Be like the person who sells everything they have to follow Jesus. Be like that person. So whatever that looks like for you to give up what is keeping you from following Jesus, give it up because it's worth it. So thanks for reading. We'll see you back tomorrow for another daily Bible reading snapshot.